nerds. This is the Pretty Nerds Podcast. Let's get into it. Now point your fingers up to the sky and pop through your nose way up high. Spin and dip and jump and gurport and finish it off with a laugh and snort. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to the Pretty Nerds Podcast. This is your girl, Ellen Deanne. And this is your girl, Nay. How's everything been going? Pretty good. Nothing spectacular going on over here. You know, same old, same old. Work. Work out. Saving money. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself? Uh, about the same. Just work, baby. And life. I have started back working out. So I got a question for you. Like, okay. how do you keep yourself, like, COVID-free while going to the gym? Like, I was just, like, so anxious when I went the other day. I was like, oh, my God, because I haven't been in so long, especially since the pandemic. So, yeah. So, for me, I don't go during super populated times. I'm, uh, I mean, I like to work out at night anyway or very early in the morning, Um that's just, I've always, that's always been my jam. So I don't go during super populated times. And I, like I said, I just wipe every single machine. Anything I touch pretty much gets wiped down before I touch it. Um, including I'll wipe weights. I don't give a shit who look at me. I don't care. I will wipe a weight <laughs> down, um, weight benches. I wipe medicine balls. I don't care. So <laughs> I am totally that person who will wipe every single thing down in the gym. So that's pretty much it for me. Like, I mean, I feel like, and then, you know, I wash, when I come in, I wash my hands. And then um, after I finish working out, I wash my hands. They also have those little, if at any time I feel like weird or I feel like somebody's been too close to me, they have those little, um, what are those little dispensers with the, um, you know, stuff on in it? I can't remember. Why is it my mind going blank? Hand sanitizer. Jesus. <laughs> um so yeah I mean I just think you have to you have to pick it I think the biggest thing is just picking a time that you feel the most comfortable like I said I've always gone when it's not super populated anyway just because I feel like I get a better workout during that time because when there's less people in there less people fucking around on machines or taking pictures or just in the way I was waiting for like this one like set of weights because my arms are weak. I'll put that out there. You put a baby that weak. I mean, this like she was sitting there, she'll stop, look at the phone, lift, maybe like one time, look at the phone. Ma'am, get up. I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, listen, that's as bad as those girls that be in there like taking the pictures and shit. Like, Hey, listen, I don't judge nobody. I'd be like, if you want to take your photos, take your photos. You want to do your photo shoot, do your photo shoot. But do it, like, on the side, not in the way of the weights and shit. And then I'm cool. I don't even care. <laughs> as long as you're not in the way of a machine or the weights, I'm fine with it. Like, take your sh- photos, whatever. Stunt for the gram. But don't be in the way of the machines. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I was, like, so paranoid. I was like, Lord Jesus. Please don't let me get <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You just have to pick a good time. If you were that anxious, you might have went when there was too many people. 
Yeah, I went like early morning, so it was like, and it was shocking because I'm like, oh, it's the first beginning of the year. It's probably gonna be crowded, but it was not crowded at all. Like I got my like whatever machine I wanted. As far as cardio was available. But they had like a required mask sign on, but then I'm about to have on that mask. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm still gonna keep mine on. But anyway. yeah. <laughs> gyms ain't heavy, gyms ain't heavy on enforcing the required mask thing. That's one of the things that does aggravate me a little bit, but I get it. Like they don't feel like talking to people. Um, a lot of the people who be there, they be like, I don't feel like arguing with a motherfucker. So yeah. don't wear a mask, don't wear a mask, but all right. Anything else? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i guess we can go ahead and jump into the hot topics for the week let's get the sad quick news out of the way towards the end of the year end of 2021 we lost betty white and desmond tutu also early this year we lost um sydney portier so we've definitely been losing some legends as of late Obviously, rest in paradise to all of them. Condolences to their friends, family, everybody affected. But, you know, at least all of those people who did pass away, they did lead very long lives. Like, Steve Portier was 94. Betty White was 99. I mean, so they lived really long lives. And full lives is like long, but it was like full. Yeah, so I... That's one like bright side. And now like people like 2020 already. I'm like, these people were older. So yeah. I mean, that kind of comes with the territory. They don't live forever. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and jump into some of the controversy that's been going on. Let's start with this topic since it kind of started to play up towards the end well i mean it's been floating around for a while but it hit again last day of the year when um i think it was dylan or dakota gonzalez one of the former unlv bas- basketball players the twins y'all that's what y'all know them as she went to took to twitter and tweeted and deleted that trey songs was a rapist allegedly well she tweeted it but i'm gonna make sure i say allegedly after that um but it's not the first accusation that we've heard towards trey there's been a lot a lot a lot what are your thoughts um i i feel like where there's smoke there's fire and it's like yeah, I just can't. He and he like one of my like faves, but I've been looking at him side and I haven't like listened to his music in a while. But yeah, I I wish you would have gave more details, but I also know that if you know is a victim allegedly, um, she doesn't have to. She's not responsible to. Um, for the general public. Um, I just wish, I don't know, I know it's like hard, but I'm like, bro, report his ass. Cause this ain't the first, I don't even think this is second. Cause I feel like he had an allegation in between and then the Kiki Palmer, it wasn't like sexual assault or rape. It was, he was inappropriate. So I'm like, 
it, it, I feel like it made me so there, even if it's just like you being inappropriate. And I know, like I saw another person in the comments that was like, it's sometimes it's hard for men to walk into a room and not believe like every woman, you know, doesn't want you. I don't know. Like, it's just weird. Because, like I said, I feel like it's something to be looked into. But you don't want it to go on so long where it turns into one of those R. Kelly and Bill Cosby situations where he wrecks up 30, 40 victims, 50 victims. Like, bro, stop his ass. Yeah. Whether y'all got to, you know, like band together, whatever, like, it needs to be put out there. Like, it's some behind it. Like, that's my biggest thing and then when you read the comments it's like oh yeah you know it's the non effect in this area you don't do this you know like what is happening in the year of 2022 like we gotta I don't know I just feel like if somebody and I'm not even just the victims but if you like if you know something like say like listen this is a rumor it needs to be heard and like I said I'm pretty sure it's not the first time the police they had to run well we know that because the other charges were dropped and people were like well oh his other charges were dropped I mean we know when it comes to celebrity and money charges being dropped really doesn't mean anything yeah oh yeah I just I just think with him like at this point it's a pattern you know what I mean like you said it's not once it's not twice. It's not three times. It's it's a it's a whole pattern now of him being accused of being aggressive, assaulting, and now it, it's escalated to be to raping women. Like um, I'm just saying, I ugh, I don't think that we can continue to ignore the accusations. You know what I mean? Like I don't think that. It's like you said, we don't want it to turn into a whole, you know, R. Kelly, Bill Cosby situation. Like, so if, if, in, in seeing, like you said, it's looking at the comments, it's almost like seeing other people who are quote unquote in Hollywood and in those circles are like almost co signing it, saying that it's true. So I'm like, so wait, so y'all seeing stuff and y'all not saying anything? Like, I just, mm, that don't sit right with me either. Like, Especially if you're in a Hollywood circle as well. Like if if you speak up, chances are, you know what I'm saying, it's gonna gain a little bit more traction just because of the the pull, I guess, that you have coming being in a Hollywood circle. So I don't know. That's the same way I feel like just like I said, like you were reading, I read some of the comments and people like, well, it's known in Atlanta and it's known here, and I'm like how do these people, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, but yeah, they, that sucks, and I kind of like, I don't know, maybe something will come of it, because I'm like, there's a strong allegation to get on there and say, right, and she ain't say allegedly or nothing, she put it all the way out there, exactly, and he came back and released no statement after it or nothing, so, nothing, yeah. who yeah. knows. That's what I said. Like that's that was some strong that was strong words. Like it was just plain yeah, you know, so whew, I don't know. 
we'll see what comes behind it. Obviously, 2022 may be the year of reckoning for Trey. We never know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't like, like I said, he want to like my faves, but at the same time, I have no issue with counseling and be like, you just don't be on my playlist no more. Thanks. Simple. Thanks. Big facts. Some more kind of mess. The young lady who dates Moneybag Yo, Ari Fletcher, I think is her last name. I'm not yeah. sure. Okay. Um, so she apparently has been dropped. Her sponsorship has been dropped from Fenty um, due to her comments about domestic violence. Obviously, she is, you know, on the internet playing it off like it's no big deal, bragging about how she's getting more money in the new year, blah, 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 blah. But I think that it's less about the whole money aspect and more about just her lack. Seems like a pattern with her as well. Lack of accountability. I don't know. What are your yeah. thoughts? Um, I definitely think she is one of those. I mean, I know, I don't know her exact age, but I know she's younger. So I feel like she's, it. I hate being like, it's part of, it's not, a, I don't think it's a generational thing. Let me put it like that. I think she's part of like a population that's like, I don't care what you say about me and I'm still getting money and don't understand the actual concept of, yeah, you may get money, but if you really want to like build that money, you make more money. So if you have opportunity to make more money, you make that money. You don't want to lose it. And I'm like, people, and I was like, well, she still got sponsorships, blah, blah, blah. She might still get them. But let's not act like Robin Fenty coins are not heavy because Drea wanted hers back. And Drea is OD. So she's not new to the sponsorship game or nothing like that. But she wants that Fenty coin back. So I'm yeah. like, let's just stop acting like, you know, this is some minor deal that she lost and I'm like I think it's a lot of it her responses are to save face because I, I, I know her management like bro this is kind of fucked up on your part yeah. like I said for me it's just the lack of accountability like why not just get up on there and be like I fucked up you know what I mean yeah. like I was wrong like what's so hard about that owning your shit if you could say it, then get on there and own your shit and say, you know what, what I said, what I, after I thought about it, what I said was fucked up. My bad. Yeah, and and I, that was, the, I think it's a issue with her and her fans. And I know people, you know, complain about like Beyonce fans, but no, her fans, they, they don't hold her accountable for shit. They be like, I understand what you were saying. No, she just said we don't care or she doesn't care. That's fucked up to say. And like you said, instead of her saying like, listen, that was not my intention. And I think maybe that wasn't her intention to say it or for it to come. That, that wasn't her intention for it to reach that way. It's like, you know, I wasn't saying that I, I didn't care about, you know, certain things, whatever. And it may have actually been her intention. But it's like when you are in public eye, when you have sponsorships, you have to measure your words. And you also have to be ready to be like, 
I need to retract those. Those are, that's not something that I should have said, or this is a learning moment for me. And she wants, she's not even to the point where like, you know what? Maybe this is a learning moment for me. I need to step back, reflect, and then come back at it. Like, even if you would have did that, I think it would have kind of smoothed it over better. Like, you know what? I need to learn. You got on there and still, and you still to this day, like, you know what? I'm still double down on this. You ain't going to ever get me to do that. Ma'am. Right. Like, I don't understand. Like, I would never understand the concept of if I can make $2 million, I don't make $2 million. I'm fine with like making a million dollars just because it's money. Like I don't understand the concept amongst people. Because people are like, well, she still get money. Yeah, but she could have got more money. Yeah. I don't know. Silliness to me. Um, hopefully she grows a little bit. That's all you can say to that. You know, like you said, I don't know how old she is, but hopefully she just continues to grow as a person. And when she looks back, she can reflect on it and see, yeah, that wasn't a move. So mm. Moving on from that, DJ Envy, he made a comment about selling Tampa. Um, apparently on Netflix, there's a selling Sunset show and a selling Tampa. So I've never watched either one of those shows. Um, it's not my kind of cup of tea. But from what I understand, they're like shows based around, supposed to be based around real estate with a little bit, I guess, with a little bit of drama mixed in. Um, selling Sunset from what I understand, has a predominantly white cast. And on the show, according to DJ Envy's tweet, on the show, they actually show them selling properties, selling homes, et cetera, et cetera, um, as opposed to selling Tampa, which has a more, I guess, a more diverse cast. Um, they don't, he said on that show, they don't show, show them selling homes at all. It's focused solely on the drama. What are your thoughts? Um, so I feel like I do watch Selling Sunset. I haven't gotten around to watching Selling Tampa as of yet. Um, but I felt like with, when I first started watching Selling Sunset, that was the first thing that popped in my mind. I was like, what the fuck are they going to sell houses? Like, it was more focusing on their personal lives. And even on Selling Sunset, when they bring new people in, it's more personal and it's like a lot of cattiness because it's literally selling sunset is all women and then the opera high group is owned by two men so of course like you just have that cattiness and the back and forth and you know a little drama or whatever i mean you do see them selling homes and the staging and all that stuff that's what i like about it that's what drew me to the show initially but I will say the first couple of episodes of the first season, I was like, they ain't selling it. So I don't know if it's just like one of those things to get you invested in the characters. And then it's like, okay, we sell homes. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Um, I haven't watched Selling Temple yet. I'm hoping, and from the responses of the castmates, it was like, well, you know, we recorded over this time. It's only a 30-minute, you know, episode. So it doesn't show, but we do close homes. Of course, you had Miss fit the same job. They didn't say nothing. Well, be quiet. Um, I'm hoping 
the best for the show. Um, I do think with the Oppenheimer group, it's definitely for sure. I think it's all white women. It may be one or two Spanish. I know it's one. Um, and the other chick, I feel like she is mixed. Um, I feel like she is mixed. I'm just not sure if it's like, but it's definitely like not diverse at all. Um, it's white. Right. Um, but like I said, I like real estate shows. I'm just hoping the best for Temple because I do feel like I want to, of course, see black women, women, they're all beautiful. Um, hopefully season two does highlight more of them selling real estate and not just like just prime real estate. And I'm like, you I don't know. I just, like I said, I feel like you have to be invested in the characters to watch, even though it's like a reality show and it's, you know, real estate, even with, you know, selling, not selling the million dollar listings of New York and LA. Like it's a healthy dose of drama and most of them are men, but you get to see inside of their personal lives. And I think it keeps, you know, draws people back to the show. It is drama on their shows as well. And they do it billion dollar closing and they still got drama amongst each other you know so I was like I just like that's my hope it's like okay we just get to see their relationships this is how they all you know interact with each other and then the next season you got you get to see them closing on shows or something like that and hopefully Netflix is listening and say okay well maybe do you know some uncut scenes where you see them actually closing selling and listing and staging and stuff like that so that's my hope yeah that's all we can hope for i mean like i said it's not really my cup of tea um i'm not really the i really like to watch shows about homes and shit like that just because it's like oh shit i ain't buying a home so (laughs) (laughs) i ain't interested but um but nonetheless um like you said i hope that it's not solely 100% 100% focus on the drama I mean we have enough of those shows let's be honest um so hopefully it's more you know more than just that like you said hopefully we get to see them staging homes selling homes etc cetera, etc cetera. as as the, the seasons if they get more seasons as it progresses um it does seem to be a fairly popular show so um regardless I anticipate it'll probably get more seasons because it's been in the top on netflix for a little bit so yeah. that's what i say i don't know that's what i was like did you, did you watch the first season because i'm like we get to see these people with divorces and everything but okay yeah so mm-hmm. i don't know um in terms of that that's all i got there i guess we can go ahead and let's do the ahmaud arbor verdict really quick and then we'll do the fresh and fit because um, that's probably going to take a little bit of time. As you know, the Ahmad Aubrey verdict came in. Uh, well, the verdict came in a while ago. The sentencing occurred, I want to say yesterday or the day before. All three men were, as we are, well, they we already knew they were guilty, but they're sentencing the two who did the shooting. Wait, wait, yeah. The one who did the shooting and his father, the one who kind of was orchestrating with the cops to um keep them from being arrested they received life imprisonment without the um possibility of parole and the guy who drove the car and recorded the video he got life in prison 
with the possibility of parole. Um, and he has to serve 30 years before the possibility. So, yeah. And they still have to face, um, they still have another trial. They are still facing federal hate, hate crime, a federal hate, uh, a federal hate crime trial. So their sent their day is not done. Um, and from what I'm hearing, that's going to be one of the toughest, like, probably I will say, well, I, I can speak for myself. I won't be tuning in to it because from what the people are saying, the evidence that they have um, against those men and their, um, them being white supremacists is just utterly disgusting. So I won't be tuning into that, but I will tune in once they get to a verdict, obviously, and then sentencing again, but I won't be able to stomach you know, the actual trial in itself. Yeah. That's one of the cases that I felt like, <clears throat> I think we saw the, and we said it on the podcast, it was like, we saw um, the guy, the young man from, well, the young coward from Wisconsin get off and we was like, listen, that's on them, but Ahmad, y'all better come with it. Um, I do think this is one of the cases where the prosecution did their job. Um, they didn't come in BSing and all of it. They did what they were supposed to do. Um, I'm happy that they made a clause where they cannot profit off of their crime. So they can't get a book deal. They can't do interviews and all that stuff. They can't profit off of that. And I'm, it was so refreshing to see that his parents did not get on TV talking about, we forgive, like his mama was like, they don't deserve no leniency. Um, his daddy was, you know, um, his testimony was more, or his statement was really emotional saying that, listen, I, you get to sit next to your son. I won't ever see my son get married. None of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I really appreciated that. I'm like, man, I, I just appreciate it because they don't deserve their forgiveness. And I know I'm one of those people where people like forgiveness is not for it's not for the it's for you. No, fuck. You kill my son, my child, I'm not forgiving you. And you hunted him down and killed him in cold-blooded murder. No. No. Um, I mean, I appreciate the judge words, you know, as far as the moment of silence just to see, you know, how long that minute is when you're like in silence and you're thinking about it. Um, I, I'm with you when you're like the federal charges. I'm not watching it. I didn't even watch the first trial because I'm like, listen, it just, it, I mean, this, the evidence before they were even charged, the whole case angered me because had it not been for social media attention, they would have gotten out free. Right. Like free, and you think about how many other black men and women have met their same demise that people have got out free because of who they know, the town that they're in. No one, like, it, it just like still makes me angry. But those are the like the biggest things that the prosecution did their job, and that family has been all about getting justice for their son, like not trying to get on TV and be like, oh, black people are so forgiven. No. 
you don't have to be forgiven in that case. So those two things I appreciate. Thanks. I definitely think in this, like you said, the prosecution did a great job and that they didn't come in, you know, essentially doing the defense's work, um, treating the victim as a criminal and all, you know what I'm saying? Different things that we've seen from other prosecute, uh, prosecutions, basically. Um, they did not fumble the ball this time. Um, they really came in, had a very strong case, hammered it home and got a substantial verdict and um you know got that conviction as well as a in my opinion a fair sentencing um i would have preferred to see the third guy as well um as he did hit ahmad with the car i don't give a fuck if he take whatever woo if people try to say his part in it was limited nope you were a part of it i would have liked to see him also with life um without the opportunity of parole I think he deserves to sit there and ride as well, but I think it's good to note he's fifty-two, so he'll be eighty-two when he's eligible for parole. Right. Um. Oh yeah. One can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to this fresh and fit podcast thing. So Asian doll, she was on there. She went on there. I don't. From what I understand, I'm not really sure why she, you know, now knowing what we know about their podcast, like all the stuff coming out about their podcast, I don't understand why she even went on this podcast. Um, but she went on the podcast. They were extremely disrespectful to her. She walked out of the podcast. Then um, following that, again, we find out um because I had never heard of this podcast to be honest with you but again from now knowing what we know about the podcast it ain't Taylor Turd's me anyway um it ain't my cup of tea at all I wouldn't I wouldn't listen to it I wouldn't even hate listen to it because I know some of y'all will do that where you'll hate listen to something no I'm not even gonna hate listen to that shit like that's not my cup of tea at all um but apparently they their whole stick is similar to um kevin sam samuels in that they blash uh bash black women um they've they've called black said everything about black women from um they don't date black women they don't date darkies they may i think i saw a clip where one of them said we might touch a red bone but that ain't really dark dark uh dark women or black women ain't really our thing like we don't do that I mean, they've just said some really disgusting, hateful things towards black women. Um, they even had they so so bad that she even had they even had Joe Buttons pander and ask get up there and pander towards black women. And you know, I I don't I hate to ever co-sign or agree with anything that Joe Button says, but um in this case it was right message, wrong messenger. But nonetheless. What are your thoughts on that whole, on the whole thing? So I honestly, I've never heard of the podcast ever before. Um, but obviously like looking at the round table, did you notice like all of their guests were black women though? I was like, you don't like black women, but yet you're profiting off of them. Exactly. That was one of my biggest things is like, you don't like black women, you're profiting off of them. You get them on your 
like platform, you're being like super <laughs> day duty rude. If you can't, first of all, with the rudeness, I know people are like, well, she had been talking. If you can't have that many guests on your panel and control the conversation, you shouldn't do it. Um, I didn't feel bad about Asian Doll walking out. I would have never went on the show, but I feel like it, it is your duty to research the show that you're going on. But it seems like a lot of this stuff is coming out now after the fact. Like these are, you know, the people um, that host this show. Um, and then I don't, I find it weird that they are, what is one is from Sudan. The other one is, is it Barbados? But I feel like one is, I know there one is from the islands and then the other is from Africa. Mm-hmm. And I know the light skin, the lighter one is from Sudan. Um, it's, it's just weird. Cause I'm like, <sighs> I guess, you know, whatever. That they um, have the views they have, <laughs> but uh, it, it feels different when it comes from your from your own. I will say that I know people like you know just look over it if somebody if you're not somebody quote unquote preference, um that's fine which it is fine. If I'm not your preference, by all means stay away from me. If black women are not your preference, stay away from black women. They should be on your show and. Not only are you anti-black, but it shows hate as well. Oh, we don't date darkies. Instead of you saying, hey, this is my preferences. Oh, we don't date darkies. We don't do the darkies. It's just, I don't know. And as a black woman, you could never get me to ever be on their platform. Right now, if their podcast continues, it should just be those two people. Unless they don't bring on, but it should be no more black men or women on their podcast. Um, at all um I mean it's expected like I'm not gonna say that I felt like a certain type of way because I mean that that's what we have especially I hate to say it coming from African and Caribbean I I mean I don't expect that's what it is but I feel like that's where you know uh Button's comments come into play because to me, what wasn't, you know, why it wasn't unexpected is because, like he said, that's what people do. You know, if they want to go viral, they want to, um, they want to have their, you know what I'm saying? Their show ratings go through the roof, shit on black women. That's literally like a formula now, you know, because they know that black women will either, if they, if they either, whether they hate or love you, that's going to drive your numbers up, right? You know, yeah. we we're we're a needle move. We're the needle movers for a lot of these shows and for a lot of, you know, the demographic for pretty much for everything. Shit, we needle move. You know, um. So you'll see a lot of these shows. That's what they'll do. They'll target black women because they know that we do have a tendency if we to to hate watch or to hate listen or to you know what I mean. Yeah. Which I feel like we have to stop. That's one of the things that I think is det- detrimental to us is that we will continue, even though we know that that person is disrespectful, we know they ain't going to do nothing but say some hateful shit, so we'll still hate watch or hate listen or we'll still get in the comments, you know, and what we don't realize is all of that is still engagement. It's still engagement for them. It's still, 
makes money for them. So whether you hate, comment, hate, watch, whatever, that's engagement and it drives up their numbers and that gets them money. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I never understood that. Even with the whole Kevin Samuels thing, people like, well, I watch it just to see what he's going to say. What? Right? Like, the most I've ever watched of him is, like, a clip that I may see on, like, Instagram, and I, like, like this bullshit, and I keep going. Um, but I've never been a type, like, I agree with you, like, I've never, like, watched something or listened to something that I don't like. It's like, I don't like it. How do I digest it? And I don't like it. And it's like, it's an enjoyment. Like TV is entertainment for me. If I'm like, if I'm watching like, you know, a celebrity or something like it's entertainment. So if I don't like you, I'm not so like, it's just weird. Facts. Absolute facts. That's a, that's something that I will never completely understand about people. Like, why do y'all hate watch it? Like, I've seen so many people, like, there's some couple of shows that I'm going to review coming up, and there's, like, so many people who are like, I hate this show because it's not like the book, or it's not like this, and I'm like, so why the fuck are you watching it? Like, what do y'all get out of hate watching? Like, I watch, like you said, I, I watch TV, or I read books, or I do, you know what I'm saying, for, listen to music for enjoyment. So if I don't like some shit, I'm not going to sit and listen to it, watch it, digest it. I'm going to listen to and watch things that I enjoy, so... It just makes zero sense to me. But who am I? <laughs> Listen, I'm with you because it's a black author that I do not like. And I have not read his book since the second series. I'm not going to say the author name. But since the, <laughs> I'm like, I don't like it. And I just stopped reading his books the other day. Like, he sound like he had mom issues. I don't like it. So I just never read it you know it was other people like now it's like well even though I don't like it and I feel like he got issues with black women I just still read it no I'm not even spending my money craziness all right well we got one more hot topic and I do not want to spend a bunch of time on this because we already talked about this a little bit touched on it but now we finally got the confirmation and so Tristan Thomas he did actually father a third child with um i don't know the young lady's name i think it's marlise or something like that um he stepped out on chloe kardashian fathered another child and then after the paternity test came back he decided to get online and put up this weak ass apology to chloe um yeah i what are your thoughts on this <laughs> you see what he finally said in it I hope that we can co-parent in peace. You just say you didn't even want to be in a baby's life. How are you going to try to intimidate this woman not to have a baby? I ain't going to meet her. <laughs> just foolishness. Um, but like you said, I I just hope Chloe free herself. Like, girl, just let it go at this point. Or maybe, who I don't know. I feel like if it was something that they agreed to, it wouldn't be any apologies involved. So therefore, I do think like he hurt her. It's like, ma'am, let him go. Let him like, go. It ain't even worth it. Did you see Jim, uh, Jim Jones was like, she ain't gonna leave him alone because she like, you know, black men and blah. But I'm like, it's some more out here. They want you. Hit them. I can't I can't even front when he was when he was speaking, a part of me was in the back of my mind was like, 
I mean, he might be right. Ugh. I mean, I definitely think he's right. <laughs> you know, you it's other options. It's still other black men out here that I mean that will still do it. Like, why stick around for him? And I mean, or do what do what your sister did. Um, Courtney. Courtney got all her kids by one man and got on down. You know, if that's the case, like I don't want my family to be all of get them kids, move on. Don't keep laying setting yourself up for hurt because he's shown that he doesn't have the capacity to love you the way you want to be loved. Like, I would be fucking like, bro, you can't even talk to me because you ain't finna embarrass me multiple times. Yeah. Multiple I mean, times. Or every time I post a meme or anything, people, oh, he cheating again and did da, 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 da. Again. Yep. <laughs> listen. I don't even think that she can do what Courtney did because sh- listen, Scott wasn't shit, but he wasn't he wasn't Tristan level ain't shit. Like he didn't I mean I he wasn't messy like that. You know what I'm saying? Like we never even though now we know Scott obviously he was an addict. Um he's a functioning addict from what we can see. He's a functioning addict. Um, you know, he probably was cheating, but like he was never messy like that. Like we never saw Scott's mess while they was together. Tristan just messy as fuck. Like I, it couldn't. I, I, I don't care if I didn't want to have babies by some other dudes. Like fuck that. Like I couldn't. You couldn't play in my face the way Tristan played in her face, and it's still be like, but yeah, we gonna we gonna make some more child children together. No, I'm good. I'm good. And that's my, I'm like, I won't want any more kids after that with him because it's like, so I got to deal with some kids in between my kids. And then, I don't know. I just, and now the blogs are picking up the other baby mama and people in the comments. First of all, this is kind of off subject. Um, people in the comments like, well, I can see why he hit it. Hit what? Tell her to move the camera from out in front of her face. But I mean, what else? I don't know. I just listen. I'm with you. I'm finna go. I rather have two kids by two baby, uh, baby daddies than to be a fucking fool. And like, you got coin. Talk about it. <laughs> Ain't no excuse. You got money. Shit. Walk away, sis. That's all I can tell you. Walk away. You got nanny money. I need a break pipe money. I, I mean, just move on. And then why the fuck you sit here like, did you see the post where he was like, true, he gave true uh, roses. What you give her roses? She don't know what you give her roses for. Say the roses for when she turn older and see your name in the blogs about you having kids or you being out in these streets when she was being born. Say them flowers for then. Facts. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I'm just telling That's a one thing. Oh, he messy. Like, that's what I don't understand. <laughs> It's the messiness for me. Like, ugh. And then you're going to get these chicks that slick want social media attention. Like, you know, old girl wanted social media attention. So it's like, you couldn't even go and get somebody street. Like, your first baby mama got the baby. Y'all separated and we don't even know y'all ever connected. 
<laughs> she said, fuck that. <laughs> Don't lick me to that nigga. Right. Lick that. A whole mess. A whole fucking Lord. All right. So that's all we got for hot topics this week. Let's go ahead and jump quickly into the relationship portion of the show. Let's start. I'm going to start. I'm going to start first since mine is kind of generic obviously being that it is the first of the year well close well the beginning of the year um i don't necessarily make new new year's resolutions but i know some people do so if you make new year's resolutions or some type of something like that what was yours this year um mine word was definitely um focusing or getting back focusing more on my health um, I'm past the postpartum phase, so I need to be back on it. Health, saving more, being a better steward of my finances, and being like more consistent and building a podcast. That was my okay. Okay. So on my end, like I said, I don't make resolutions, but I do have themes. So my theme this year is more. Um, I want to have, you know, more laughs, more vacations, more love, more health. So better health, essentially. Um, More self-care. I wanted to, you know, learn to take care of myself a little bit better, including, you know, starting, finding a really a better therapist, um, finding a good therapist, um, a new doctor, new dentist, like all the different things to kind of really focus on more. Um, I want to save more. Um, I want to travel more. I want to um, spend time with my friend groups a little bit more because I don't, I'm a little bit of a recluse. I do tend to stay in the house a lot. So, um, you know, I'm a homebody. So I do, you know, I want to be, try to be out a little bit more um, visit my friend groups a little bit more, make those relationships, focus on those relationships a little bit more as well. Um, yeah. So I, I donned this my year of more, you know? Listen, I was really live thinking like this was, the, well, this was sometime like in the middle of last year. I was like, I'm just going to go to Nashville. And I think I told you, I was like, I'm coming to Nashville and we should just get together. And I we literally came for like, three hours left um so i was like yeah I'm pop up on <laughs> very true very true you're such a sweet pea and i miss you so much we have to yeah. do more i miss us we do like i i miss like we used to just take shit vacations or I, look i'm still living in the days when we went to martha listen yo time. why did why did i look was like it's Mardi Gras happening in 2022. And I'm like, girl, it's a whole fucking pandemic. Aaron, what are you looking at this for? <laughs> <laughs> we just want to be outside again. <laughs> but yeah, we got to start taking more trips and stuff like that. Because um, like I said, I was watching Insecure and I was like, man, the way their friend group stayed in tech and, you know, they just had this bond of taking care of each other you know that was truly the in my opinion the love story of insecure was 
between those friends, you know, that friend group. So I just, I don't know. I feel like that's why I want to focus on those relationships more. And I think when we single, it's so easy because it's like, I'm single, I'm ready to go. You know, let's book a trip. I got the money. I got the time. We we're ready. And it's like when you start getting into those, you know, I guess like nuances with life where you bring in, you know, partner, whether it's, you know, marriage or you just in a relationship, you have kids, you do have to become more intentional and say, listen, I am going to do this. Um, So I definitely, yeah, I need to add that being more intentional, like, okay, I'm doing this with my friends. That's a good thing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> All right. So what's our second question? Okay, my question is, we're going to do a date. date. <laughs> what, what is like the ro- most romantic song? And we're going to do from the 90s since it has been done the R&B era. But that still doesn't help me because shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there were so many good songs. Oh, let me think. Um. You know what I'm going to go with? Hmm. I don't know. I would say, um, oh, you know what I really used to love during that time? Mariah Carey's Always Be My Baby. Oh, I love that song. (laughs) That song was my shit (laughs) when I was growing up. So that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Mariah Carey's always be my baby but I also feel like you can't fail if you go with Janet's that's the way love goes but then again that song is more sexual than romantic so I feel like if we go in romance always be my baby is is, is, is that's perfect because it's sweet sensual lovey-dovey I like it what about you have to go at first I had to look and see and you know I'm not by the rules um but I switched and I'm gonna go with my boy USHER nice and slow oh uh, <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> <laughs> listen and during that time in the 90s I was in love you cannot tell me we're not gonna get married but that's another topic for another day um but I think it's just, it gives everything. Um, like you say, it gives the sexuality, just the romance. Um, I And I just love that song. It's just, it's a classic for me. Mm-hmm. Hey. Man, we're 1990s. You understand how long ago that was? Usher Raymond, boy, he has some classes, don't he? Listen. Listen. That's one thing you can't take away from that man. He used to do some records. Right. That nice and slow app, now that I think about it, I can't have to go and download that one. What a time. What a time. Oh, all right. So let's go ahead and move from relationships and let's go into our, um, want to do, let's do your missing persons first and then we'll jump into new books, movies, and TV and stuff. Okay, so my missing person, um, this is definitely, well, she's out of Jackson, Mississippi. Her name is um, Kayla Wilson, 
and well, she is Byron, Mississippi. Um, if you're from the area, um, it's still Hines County. So they're really like close together. I have like a couple family members from there. So it's literally like the same county, just different cities. She is 19 years old, four foot 11, 197 pounds, brown eyes, well, black eyes, brown hair. Um, she went missing on December or was last seen December 28th, about 8 p.m. And I want to just highlight this because she does have a medical condition that may impair her judgment. She has not been found. We're at January the 9th. Um, definitely wishing the best for her. Um, definitely hope she's found and she is found safe. Um, I, I know for our area, and I'm pretty sure the area, we have had colder temperatures. Um, so I'm definitely wishing the best for her. I am going to make it my duty this week. I am going to post the last three that we've done. I know they haven't been sporadic we've, because of the podcast, but I will get on this week on Instagram and post the last three women. And that was a young girl, the first one that I mentioned. So we'll at least have an image to go with um, the story from the podcast. But her name is Kayla Wilson. And it's the Jackson, Mississippi area. I think that's what people know most. Okay. All right. So obviously, if you guys have any information or anything like that, um, as Fallon said, we're going to post a picture, um, pro- uh, try to find some information for if you see her, know or have seen her of where you can contact and hopefully we can get her found. Yes. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into the portion of the show where we talk about new books, music, TV, um, or do any reviews on things that we have binged, watched, or watched, or listened to, whatever. What you got? So for me, I finally watched P-Valley. <laughs> I am so late. Late. Listen, and at first, I'm like, I don't know why I didn't watch it when it first was coming out. I don't know. But anywho, love, love the show. I literally binge watched it. Um, Was mad when I was finished. Some parts made me like mad because Mercedes is better than me because my mom will steal my money. I would be like, playing stuff. Sad. Listen, I'm like, I called my mom. I was like, Mom, have you watched TV Alley before? She was like, Yeah, I've been on it. New season back. I was like, Girl, now, but what are you doing watching this show? But anywho, um, I was like, You see, she stole her mom. I said, Mama, I know you want to do nothing like that, but I fight my mom. She <laughs> um, but it's like, like I said, all around a good show. Um, I love all the Memphis references like the Nun Connor Boulevard um, if you're from Memphis you know like all the references of places where you know it's not there or I mean the whole place is made up but when like you like this is Memphis um, I don't know like it was just a very good show I'm looking forward to season 2 I don't know I'm just happy that like they prevail I love Uncle Clifford's character love it um let me see what else 
yeah, it was that was it. That was like the highlight was definitely Uncle Clifford. Um, I actually went to his page and not saying that he was like ugly on the show, but he's a very attractive man. And yeah, that was that was pretty much it for P Valley. Okay. And then <clears throat> I don't know if we want to talk about Insecure together or Yeah, we could do um, that together. Yeah. So um I finished Insecure. I mean, I'm definitely I don't know, like I you know how like I felt about scandal, I feel like it's time for it to go. I don't know, I miss it. I'm gonna miss it. Like I, I, I want to see more. Like I want to see how that whole dynamic with like Issa and Lawrence and the child like that kind of comes together. But it was so cute at the end. Again, that's one of those shows that I've enjoyed from season one to six. Um, definitely, the writers did a phenomenal job. Yeah, I and I one thing that I do like is that. I was rooting for Nathan and he wasn't heartbroken. That was my whole thing. Thinking I'm like, if Issa end up with Lawrence, he's going to be heartbroken. He's going to be heartbroken. And I kind of like it how they kind of like, okay, it, it's our time. And Issa wasn't left heartbroken as well because she knew her place was with Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, for me, so... I held my until it finally, you know, until the whole season ended. I will be completely, completely honest. I was underwhelmed by the final season. Comparing it to the the rest of the seasons, I was underwhelmed. Um, I feel like they wasted so many times in the so much time in the first upcoming episodes, and then it was like when they got to the final episode, like the last two episodes, that's where you tried to jam pack everything into those yeah. last two episodes. And I'm just like, but you wasted all of these episodes up front <laughs> like, with basically nothing. The best episode out of all of the first couple episodes was the Lawrence and Condola episode. Like the rest of them, I was just like, was fillers until we finally got to those last two episodes. But but I will say that uh, I I was not surprised that Issa and Lawrence ended up together. I think that the people who were surprised, um, you obviously weren't paying attention to the show because they told you, essentially, like if you watch television enough and you pay attention to storylines and you can kind of figure, you can figure stuff out before or how things are going to end. Um, because they give you clues, they drop the clues for you within the storyline. That's that's to me, that's the art of a good of good storytelling. And they pretty much alluded to her ending up with Lawrence in that girls' night episode where they mm-hmm. had Tiff, uh, where Tiff pretty much told her, like, I mean, it wouldn't be me, like I wouldn't go back to being with him, but it don't have to make sense to nobody but you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they so they pretty much alluded to the fact that she was going to have her full circle moment to realize that her happy didn't have to make sense to nobody else but her own, but herself. You know what I'm saying? Just because society say, oh, you don't want to be involved with the dude that got the baby mama or the new woo-woo-woo-woo, that that was the right choice for her to break up. That wasn't the right choice for her, though. That wasn't her happy. She was happy with Lawrence. So... She and she chose her own love story, and I appreciate that. I also appreciate the full circle moment 
And that the final scene when she's looking in the mirror and she no longer sees Mary Issa because she's no longer insecure. I appreciated that. I never thought her and Nathan were going to end up together. I think Nathan was, he was, he represented that, what do they call it? That person in your life that's around for a season or to teach you something or whatever like that. I can't remember the whole cliche quote, but he essentially represented that to her. Cause I, I, in all honesty, if you go back and look at their whole situation, they were better as friends than they ever were as a couple. I'm sorry. Like (laughs) as a couple, it just, it just never did it for me as a friend though. Their friendship to me was top tier and I like them as friends, but as a couple, they just were, yeah, it never did it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, all around, like I said, uh, when we were talking earlier um, about our resolutions and everything like that, I love the fact that Insecure really, the true love story of Insecure was their friendship, was, you know, Tiff, um, Kelly, Issa and Molly like that was the true love story of that of the show and I appreciated that like it like I said about when I watched Harlem I will watch (laughs) 50 million gajillion shows about black women being black women thriving in abundance as Kelly said so listen loved it loved it loved it and I'm with you I, I I hope that we get more shows like that even if obviously with insecure being over i just hope we get more beautiful shows like that that we can all sit sunday nights and enjoy or whatever night it comes on and enjoy and i was so happy for molly like because i was worried about but definitely like happy for her yeah like it and it the crazy thing about it well I'm not gonna say crazy thing but I think like for a girl circle it highlights how many different paths there are to get what you want everybody is not going to look the same everybody is not going to be you know married with their child some people you know like it's going to be different um and the way that you get there is going to be different the time frame is going to be different um and I think so many times like especially in girls group it's like you know oh I want to get there especially when we like in it like 25 30 range right. I don't know for nobody else it's just like you have the one friend that like get married have a baby it's like oh shit I'm doomed <laughs> right <laughs> you start to feel the pressure oh <laughs> so it's like you know Am I doing something wrong because she's married? She's on the way having a kid, bro. And it's like, okay, I, I'm probably doing something wrong. But I, like I said, it just shows that, listen, everybody's path is different. You're not going to do everything the same exact way. Um, your happy ending is, you know, it's there. Um, but, and I do think it shows to highlight, like, listen, enjoy your singleness. Like, I tell people that, I, especially young women, enjoy being single please because like the time frame of you going from oh I'm a child a teenager I'm in college that little single part relative to how long you're married it's very it's a very little window in like 
you look at your whole lifespan or expected lifespan. It's a very small window. So, like, enjoy it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely, like I said, I will watch as many shows as those that you can give, yeah. uh, that that they can give. And I will say, just as a sidebar really quickly to that, because I saw some man tweet out about how come there's never men shows about um like insecure or whatever like that and he in his question was is it because we don't support it or because the pilots don't get picked up blah 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 and i would just like to say to all of the men out there while it is a valid question it's a question for y'all because um <laughs> because y'all are essentially the target demographic so you need to be asking yourselves why you don't support or watch shows that show college educated, you know, other than street type dudes. Like a lot of y'all will sit and watch. I see every day on the timeline, how y'all sit and watch power. Y'all don't miss an episode of power. Y'all don't miss an episode of BMF, but how many of y'all have actually sat and watched grand crew? That's all I'm saying. And grand crew is actually a pretty good show. Um, I've checked it out. I've watched it on Hulu. It's actually a pretty decent show. So, but, and that's about a crew of black dudes, college educated, um, all working, Sim, you know what I'm saying? Similarities to, to Insecure, obviously not as much. You can't be as edgy because it is on cable TV as opposed to a, um, I'm sorry, it's on a network because um, I think it comes on NBC. Yeah, I think NBC. So as opposed to being on HBO, but you get what I'm saying. So I'm just saying. Mm. And then I think we all like, when you ask those questions, it's like, I feel like you have to be with those questions specific because Issa was a writer of a show that was tailored for women, that the main characters were women. So she had that, and black women. So she had that experience. Like even looking at herself, women in her life so how then if you have a woman that was like well, she's not taking her experiences the way that they really but then you have to be specific and say black men why are we not writing shows and i think there's room out there like Issa just came through like that show was on youtube right and i'm like it was just her building off it so i feel like for you to put that like responsibility on you know if you would you know Issa Rae HBO or whatever stars it's like have you tried it do you know if it's out there have you already you know supported the shows I'm like black women everywhere insecure you like the first season like you know after a couple of shows got the buzz black women were like listen insecure coming on this our time Sunday night let's roll <laughs> Exactly. Listen, don't call me, don't text me. <laughs> we will talk about this, you know, in an hour, or we're gonna have our pictures up tomorrow morning. We're gonna have our think pieces up, things like that. So I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like I don't know. I was thinking about this the whole time. I was like, I wonder if men have the same type of support as women have amongst each other. It don't look like it. Because I'm like, I, but I don't know. I'm not in like an all men's like Facebook group or something like that. But like when you see like, I don't know if you are like just being in like an all women's like Facebook group or like I'm in a mother's Facebook group that are black women. 
And it'd be people on there just be like, I'm just over this, blah, blah. And like these people are like, oh, let me send you, you know, $10 so you, and we're just going to put together and you can go get a spot and get your nails. And I'm like, do men have this in like their groups? It don't seem like it. But, and I know like I was like, women don't hold each other accountable. This is kind of off topic. But we really do in groups. Like when you see these women groups, they were like, you wrong. And you yeah. know, I have a couple of people that agree, but a lot of people are like, you wrong. So, but, yeah, I mean, I just definitely think, like, with that question, you need to be specific and ask yourself and your other counterparts. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are we not doing this? And, like I said, sidebar, there is a show comes on, again, I think it's NBC. It's called Grand Crew for the fellows out there. So, check it out and support it. I'm just saying. Yeah. I checked it out. I liked it. So, yeah. But, Again, it's geared towards you fellas. So, anywho. All right. Anything else on your end? Nothing else for me. All right. So, I also checked out um, during this hiatus that we've had, like, essentially these last couple of holiday weekends. So, I went and watched Spider-Man No Way Home. Really, really good. Um, it's the first Marvel movie in a while that I thoroughly enjoyed. No disrespect to the other ones that came out, obviously, but this one was really good because I honestly, I've been waiting for the introduction of the multiverse. So to get that in No Way Home and the way they did it was really, really good. Um, Obviously, if you, I mean, it's been out for weeks now. So if you haven't checked it out, um, sorry, because there will be spoilers. So let me say spoilers now. Um, I think that Tom Holland did a really, really good job in this one. Um, he acted his butt off um, when Aunt May died. Like, he did his thing. Also, Toby and Andrew were amazing. The way they come into the show, um, into the movie, was great with Ned. Because um, Ned's mom, uh, grandma was like, they have magic in their family. And then Ned being able to use Doctor Strange's um, ring to call up, essentially call up Andrew and Toby was awesome. Um, it was just really, really good. I don't really know where they're going with here from here. I know they said that Tom Holland was going to be Sony said that Tom Holland was going to be in other Spider-Man films. Like they were going to continue on with him, but the way that it ends essentially where he, um, because Mysterio, you know, revealed his identity. So everybody know, knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man. At the end of the movie, he finally realizes he has Doctor Strange just completely erase him. So nobody remembers he's Spider-Man. And he doesn't go and tell any of his friends. He doesn't tell any of his family. He doesn't tell, well, he doesn't have any family left. But he doesn't tell um, anybody from Stark Industries So anything. So essentially, he is just Spider-Man out on his own. Like, the Avengers don't remember him. Nobody remembers him. So I don't know where they're going to go with it. So I don't know. So we shall see, but it was a really good movie. If you have the time or if you still haven't seen it, I would suggest going to watch it because it's really, really good. Also, so I've also been binging on Amazon Prime. I checked out The Expanse. Um, I've binged all the way up to now. So I'm up to the new episodes in the final season, uh, season six. Really, really good storytelling. I am... So, but you know what? I'm not surprised because sci-fi cancels a lot of shows. Um, but I'm so happy that Amazon picked that show back up because really good um, actors, really good acting, 
really good character development like through all of the seasons like I was enthralled in it I'm enthralled in the fucking storyline like the idea of people you know earth expanding to Mars and then people growing up on life on Mars and then people growing up in what they call the belts and just it just I mean and it really talks about you know the shit that we talk about like how if we were able to leave um earth how essentially we would do the same you know white folks would do the same shit that they always do and that's go and try to conquer shit like every time like that's essentially that's what the expanse is is that they went in they tried to conquer other planets and that's how we ended up on mars and now everybody in all these different areas so mars was at war with earth because earth thought they was the shit and Earth thinks they this shit, so they at war with Mars, and they at war with the people in the belt, because they're the only ones who can produce food. So essentially, it's just the same old shit, but I'm just, it's a good-ass show, like a good-ass concept. It really make you think about some shit, man. Like, you know what? If we ever do get to Mars and shit like that, I guarantee motherfuckers probably really would be like this. But it's really good. So I would say check it out. Um, binge it if you can. It's getting ready to... It's getting ready. It's in its final season. So I think we got like maybe we're on like episode six, maybe four or five. I don't know. And I think it has maybe 10 episodes a season. So we're pretty close to the end. So if you haven't watched it, I would say wait, give it a couple, maybe two or three more weeks for the season to end and then just go binge it all the way through from season one to season six. So you don't have to worry about watching the la- like I'm stuck now watching these last couple episodes week by week, but really, really good. It's a really good watch. And then also on Amazon Prime, I checked out A Wheel of Time. So I've never read the books, even if I have, though I'm not one of those people who expect books and TV to be or books and movie to be exactly the same. I don't care about shit like that. Like I watch I read a book for a book. I watch a movie for a movie watch a tv series for a tv series like i never expect them to be the same they're different forms of media so there's going to be differences not only that if you if you read a book why would you expect it to be exactly adapted when it's adapted to tv or a movie to be exactly the same like obviously they're going to want to throw in some differences so that there's some surprises because otherwise it's just like read the fucking book you know what i'm saying but nonetheless so I can't come, you know, I don't have any comparisons to the book. I know a lot of the book readers are saying, oh, complaining, it's nothing like the book or it's so different. They made so many, changes, blah, blah, blah. Same old, same old shit that book readers do. But nonetheless, I liked it. I enjoyed the show. It kept me engaged. I like the world that they're building. I enjoy these shows, like these sci-fi shows, these fantasy shows that build these other worlds and shit like that. And they do such a good job of building the world that it gets me engaged in the different parts of the world. Um, I would recommend it. Check it out. Um, first season's up there to binge. Go check it out. See if you enjoy it. Um, like I said, I enjoy fantasy shows that do world building like that. Y'all know I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Love Harry Potter. So nonetheless, world building shows and shit like that are my shit. So I liked it. I give it a thumbs up. I say check it out. And yeah. That's it for me in terms of reviews, new books, movies, and TV. Um, anything else on your end, Valentina? Nothing else for me. 
<laughs> All right, so I'm going to jump in lastly to the nerd moment of the week. And this is encompassed over these last couple of weeks that we've been out. So I got a couple of things. Um, the Spoiler TV Awards, Grant Gustin and Candace Patton, they both won for Best Actor and Actress in a Superhero Series. Katie Lutz, uh, she won for Best Actress in a Fantasy Series. Our girl, Viola Davis, she won for Best Villain as Amanda Waller in um, Suicide Squad. Also, there are rumors that Flash, the Flash movie that is scheduled to come out, um, I think it's either end of 2022, maybe sometime in 2023, I'm not sure, um, that allegedly it will erase all of the Snyderverse. And um, Ben Affleck has already confirmed that that will be his last appearance as Batman. So I'm just saying, I feel like there may be some truth to it that the Snyderverse, they're going to officially erase all of that and go a different direction. We shall see. And lastly, Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, I told you, like I said, it was a really, really good movie. It continues to break records. Um, it now has passed Titanic as the 10th highest growing film domestically of all time. So I'm just saying that just goes to show you that it's a pretty good film. So you should go check it out. And yeah, that's all I got for the nerd moment of the week. Yeah, that's all I got for this week shit. So <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much as usual for tuning in and listening. We appreciate you to all of our new Listeners, thank you for joining us. For all of our old continuing listeners, we appreciate you guys. Continue to come back. We got some new things for you guys in 2022 coming. As Fallon said, we're going to put some more focus into the pod um, so that we can get some better content and new things for you guys. And yeah, so thank you guys for listening. Good night. Good night.